his heart's been broken by a love, by a loss, sometimes a win. I gave up on thinking broken hearts get mended. Hey, everybody, welcome to One Single Choice, episode two. Can you believe episode two? I'm so excited, and I know I use that word a lot, but um, I I got to tell you, the feedback from uh, episode one has been so good that um, it just makes me want to get back in here and, and keep going. And I'm learning a lot more. Seriously, this has been a learning process, trying to figure out, mostly trying to figure out all the technical side of podcasting how to edit, how to add music, you know, the intro, the extra. And the one cool thing that I'm finding is on Spotify, you can start to interact with your listeners. And I'm going to start using that. I'm going to start with this podcast, this episode, actually using that interact feature. You can ask questions, you can do polls. Uh, It's really cool. But it's also a way for me to figure out you know, what's going on with you guys? You know, like, what part of episode one uh, did you feel, you know, in your own story? I got a couple of messages um, from relatives, of course, because, you know, my listener base is going to start with my friends and family, those who are listening, saying, you know what, I can relate to that. I can totally relate to that. That was me. Well, now, for those of you who are listening and you're you're not uh, in my family or in my immediate circle or whatever you can inter you can interact with me as well and we can come up with some new stuff to talk about so that's exciting to me but I wanted to start this episode off and we're going to get more into feedback because I got to tell you some hilarious stories before but before we get too far into this I want to um give a big shout out to Diane Richardson who is um the singer-songwriter of the intro. Uh, She wrote this song, I Could Get Lost in Your Eyes. I hope that's the name of it. I Can Get Lost in Your Eyes. It's so good. This song is so good. Now, in episode one, it was pretty raw. It was like her um, her first recording of it. And in this episode, she sent me a new copy, said, here, use this one. And I'm happily happily going to use this one. I like them both. I mean, I really liked the raw sound on the first episode, but I really like this, this new and improved and edited version as well. So I'm going to, um, I left it on a little bit longer in the beginning because I'm learning how to do it, y'all. Um, and I'll leave it on a little bit more at the end, but her name is Diane Richardson. Look her up because her music is so good and she's an inspiration to me because um she actually is successfully single and she does music and uh she writes her own stuff she's retired but she's got um she's got a a life that she's created for herself that is successful and so i'm going to be interviewing her soon hopefully Sometime coming up in November, I'll be I'll be interviewing Diane for the show. But um, so big thanks to her on that song. I really really like it. I hope y'all do too. 
Okay, so let's get into some of this feedback because, I mean, I seriously heard from a lot of people that were very, oh, Sam, this is great, and, and we like it, and, and, you know, keep it up. Good work. And then I got some messages. Now, I I uh, have been promoting the show on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, you know, just going out there saying, look what your girl did, you know, interact, go there, listen to it. But apparently it's fallen into some other hands and it's so funny. I am getting messages saying, oh, you don't have to be single, honey. I'll take you out. Uh, give me a call or DM me. I'm getting these DMs and you know how you have to uh, accept the DMs as they come in? Well, I don't know exactly what they're trying to say. So, and I don't know who they are. So I am trying to interact with some of them and, oh, it's funny. I've had to go through and block a few people because they're like, you don't have to be single, sweetheart. I'll take you out. I'm like, did I sound uh, desperate in my first episode? Because... The whole point of the podcast is happy, you know, being happy with where I'm at. I'm not, I'm not desperate. I'm not looking. I'm, I'm happy right where I'm at. It's called one single choice, not, you know, single and looking or whatever. So big thanks to you guys who, uh, who have sent those offers in, but not looking. Thank you though. So I also got a lot of feedback from people who kind of offered up some more advice on, or, or not more advice, but gave me more examples of biases. And here's a really good one. And you know what? I didn't even think of this one because it didn't, it's never really happened to me. But the reason it didn't happen to me was because I worked for the government. So I was always backed by someone, you know, like the government backed me up. But if you are recently divorced or you're single, there is a major bias. It's a housing bias. So I, and I never even thought of this, but a lot of renters, they don't want to rent to single people. There's, and, and I didn't even think about it, but there's, um, this perception that, you know, maybe you don't make enough money as a single, you know, there's more money when you've got two of you. Right. And then, uh, the party aspect. Oh, you're single and you're going to party. Oh, well, they don't know me very well. Um, but yeah, that's a huge bias that I never really thought about. But, you know, they do go after when you do fill out applications to rent a place. A lot of them use a credit score and your they ask for your income and all that stuff to make sure that you're able to pay for it. That's understandable. I'm sure they would do that if you're a couple as well. But when you're a couple, do they dig as deep? I mean, this is something we're going to have to look at. I'm also going to uh, add a question into the Spotify. So if you guys follow me um, on anything other than Spotify, I'm going to ask that you go over there and follow me on that because... Um, I'm going to ask some questions and I really want your advice on this whole bias issue. You know, what are some other biases against single people? And that's a hard one, that one, because I mean, I, I didn't have any trouble, but like I said, I, I had a, a whole company backing me up, but have any of you had trouble with getting into a place after your divorce? I mean, 
I'd like to hear more about that one. But, you know, and then I got a little bit of feedback on people who said that their families, it was kind of pressure for them to settle down again. You know, like you're single, you shouldn't be single. And so there was a lot of pressure there. And I can understand that pressure. I mean, there are times when, uh, or there have been times when people have said to me, so are you seeing anyone? You know, are you dating? What's going on there? And I don't mind people asking me, but when it's the same people asking over and over and over, it's like, I want to wear a sign that says, no, not seeing anyone. Yep, I'm okay. I'm happy. I get it that a lot of people just don't understand that. And it's different for everyone because if you're the kind of person that you're only happy when you're sharing your life with someone, I get that. I get that. But I'm just not that person. I do share my life with a lot of people. In fact, I'm going to tell you about this weekend, this past weekend. We had, well, I say we, but my kids, all three of them, had a party for their dad, my ex-husband, for his 60th birthday. And we were all out there. And I just felt really good about where we are as a family. My ex-husband is remarried and his wife is awesome. I really like her and uh, my kids have accepted and they like her as well. And it, I'm just so proud of us and where we are um, as a family. So I just wanted to share that because there's a lot of people who are going to say, I don't know if I'll ever get to the spot where I can forgive my ex-husband or be able to, you know, he's an ex, right? The The whole stigma on that is that you don't get along, that you resent the ex, you despise the ex, whatever. There's no way you can be friends. Well, we can. And we celebrated his 60th this weekend. And I'm just really proud of that dynamic that we have as a family. And honestly, you may never get there. It, I get it. You might never have a relationship with your ex-husband like I do with mine. And that's fine. I know for a lot of you that it's not something that's ever going to happen. We just got pretty lucky. For one, we were a military family. So we always had that, you know, that going for us. But also because of our, I think because of our kids and um, because of the dynamic that we have such a close family anyway, that it's just a lot easier for us to be able to um, to interact. We, we actually spend, we celebrate holidays together and, you know, big events together just because it started out for our kids, you know, and now it's for our grandkids. We want them to be able to see that. It's not going to happen for everyone, and I, I totally get that. But um, it, I guess it all depends on where you are and actually how your story ends. There was a few other biases that came up. One of them was, um, you know, the limited tax breaks that you get when you're single. And this one, I started looking into it today. I, I was going through some tax breaks. And this is really 
uh, such a gray area as far as being coupled or being single when it comes to taxes because it's going to be based on so many other factors that it's hard to just target it as single. The one thing that we can discuss about um, in this area is insurance. So if you look at, at the insurance premiums, especially health insurance premiums, when you're single, you're paying a little bit more. And and we can break that down. You can break that down to different companies, whatever your insurance company is, your health insurance company. But a- across the board, you see spikes in health insurance for single people. And a, a lot of it is just, um, you know, maybe we, uh, when you have a family, you're focusing more on your children's health. And so you've got that stuff going. And when you get, when you're single, you've got yourself. And some of those procedures and things that we do as singles, they might, you know, cost a little bit more. I'm not sure. I don't know where the breakdown is in that. But when I was looking that up, that was one thing that stood out to me was that as a single person, your insurance premiums are more. I'd be curious. I'm going to look into like um, car insurance and that kind of stuff to see uh, if if there's a difference in that as well. I'm sure there there probably is. I just never really thought of that of car insurance being more for a single person. But um, one of the things I was talking to um, some friends at um, the ex's birthday party this weekend, and they were talking. And so a couple of things were brought up like phone plans and, and cable and stuff like that. Well, when you're single and you have one single plan for like your cell phone, you get a discount for for extra lines in there. So you are paying less if you are a, a couple and you have two phone lines instead of just one cell phone line, if that makes sense. So um, there's, a, there's that going on too. So um, there's so many biases. So I'm going to ask you guys, when you look at the poll for this podcast, this episode that you add some other biases in there. What are you seeing? What are some of the things that you can pinpoint? I mean, in the first episode, I talked a little bit about the travel industry, but I didn't dig deep into that because I'm actually looking for someone, actively looking for someone to interview in, let's just say, the cruise industry, okay? Only because for the last couple of years, I've gone on a couple of cruises. And I can tell you that as a single person, if you go on a cruise by yourself, you're paying double occupancy. Now, there are a couple of cruise lines out there that have some cabins, and I'm talking out of thousands and thousands of cabins, they have six that are for single people. Okay, and these are interior cabins, no windows, no creature comforts, very small bathrooms, very small showers, very small beds. I mean, this is where we are. So um, we're going to we're going to dig deeper into that. I'm looking for someone to interview in the cruise industry, because if you don't plan like so far ahead to go on this cruise by yourself as a single person. And you know what? Sometimes we like to travel alone. I know I like to travel solo sometimes. It is so refreshing 
I mean, I went to Vegas a couple of times by myself. This was years ago when um, we still lived in Germany. Uh, my kids were a little bit older, and uh, I went to Vegas. My parents lived a couple of hours from Vegas, so I flew in there, and I was by myself. I got a hotel room. I I slept during the day, went to the spa. I went and gambled at nighttime, and... I pampered myself for those few days. Traveling solo is so revitalizing. It's cathartic. I I really enjoy it. Now, it's fun to go with a group of people as well. And I did that. I went on a cruise last year with a friend of mine, and we had so much fun. We did the same things. I mean, we relaxed. We read, went to the spot, did all that. And we paid a lot less because we got a room with double occupancy. But seriously, if you are single, you're going to pay more. There, it, That's just all there is to it. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I might I might call up my, um, my travel agent who is, uh, she works for uh, Carnival Cruises. I might call her up and see if she'll just do an impromptu um interview with me just so we can kind of talk about the differences and I mean I understand the reason why if they if it's you know they've got these cabins and they really want two people to be in there so that they can capitalize on you know two drink packages or you know couples photos or you know the the newlywed deal all that but um, I just want to kind of get their take on it and see what what what's going on here? Why why are we uh, discriminated against because we're single? And and if it can even be called that, because it may not even be a thing. But double occupancy is not just for cruises either. There are some hotels that now most of the time you're paying just for the hotel room, and you can have other people stay there. You know you have to put their name on it. But there are times when you're paying double occupancy. You pay by the person. I've done that before. So um, yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see. I'm gonna see if I can get her to do a an impromptu phone call with me. Um, so anyway, in the in the first episode, I told you guys about my interview with my niece, Sarah. And so what I'm going to do for you today is I'm going to play that interview. It's pretty short. It's only about 12, 13 minutes. But I want to give you some insight into the younger person's perspective on being single and looking and happiness, because I don't want this to just be where people think, oh, it's this grumpy old lady that's on there. I'm not grumpy, by the way. I am happy. But I want you to get her perspective just for a little bit. And then um, I, I want to apologize right out of the gate for the sound quality. It's missing a few words, and it's a little bumpy because we did this um, this interview in my car, and it was uh, just a last-minute decision. Hey, can I interview you? Sure. So it's kind of off the cuff, but it's really good, and it's raw. So um, I'm just going to let you guys take a listen, and then I'll be back at the end. Hey, everybody. It's Sam. Welcome back to One Single Choice. This is, um, I don't know what episode it is because I'm not recording these in order. 
but thanks for showing up today. Hope everybody's doing really well at the end of summer, heading into the fall. My favorite time of year where things, you know, everybody says springtime is the time, you know, everything comes to life again and, and everything's really exciting in the spring. And it is, I'm not taking that away from people, but to me, fall is so much more exciting. You got so much to look forward to when it comes to the fall, don't you? I mean, I live in Texas, so for me, what I look forward to is being able to wear a sweatshirt again. You know, it's one of the most exciting things to me is being able to wear jeans and a sweatshirt and not sweating to death. Anyway, I, as promised, I told all of you I was going to start doing some interviews and I was going to interview people on, you know, just a little bit about their journey, their, their single journey. Um, and with me today, I have my niece, Sarah. She is 22 years old. She's just recently graduated from college, like in May, right? Yep. yep. She just recently graduated in May with her bachelor's in veterinary medicine. So um, she's got that little uh, credential under her belt. Welcome, Sarah. Thanks for coming today. Thank you, Sam. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. I'm really excited to talk to you because, you know, I when I start started this podcast, it was I was going to do it and kind of focus it on people my own age, and then I thought, no, because I know that everyone struggles with relationships and. You know, whether or not to, you know, I'm not in a couple or I need to be coupled. Um, so let me ask you, you are single. Yep. Okay. Are you actively dating or looking? I'm casually looking, but not super hard right now. Okay. Just kind of taking my time and seeing what's out there. Yeah, not stressing about mm -hmm. it. Not trying to stress about it right Good now. Good girl. I have in the past for sure. Yeah. So tell me, can you give me any kind of a... Uh, like an overview of your dating past. What kind of guys do you look for? Do you look for the same type of guys, or what kind of what kind of history do you have with dating? Yeah, um, I do feel like I tend to go for the same type of guy. They always end up being slightly awkward, which is not my favorite, but it's always how it ends up being. Um, but yeah, it's just not very good luck. You know, lots yeah. of dates that just go nowhere. You using like a, a dating app or do you just want it to happen organically? I mean, I know it's hard because, you know, that's another thing. And that's a whole other episode in itself is where do we meet these guys, right? Do we go on Tinder? I mean, I'm not a fan of Tinder, but I know there are a lot of people who are. Do you do that? I would say I do use Tinder and Bumble. Um, I mean, I think everyone would prefer it happen organically, but sometimes it's just not always yeah the most realistic especially i feel like in this day and age yeah true um, you know there are some safety factors to going on an app where you can kind of look into this person a little bit before you meet them so it's not a terrible thing i don't think right definitely because usually you can get you know their first at least their first name sometimes their last yeah so be able to you know make sure that they're not 
completely crazy. Exactly. But. Like the Tinder swindler. Did you ever yeah, see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty out there. If you guys haven't seen that, it's a documentary. I think it's on Netflix or something, but it's called the Tinder swindler. But I, I, I mean, you know, there are pros and cons to any of that, but, um, so you're still looking, but are you, do you put any kind of pressure on yourself? Like here it is another weekend and I don't have a date. It, is that something that makes you feel bad or have you kind of just, you just kind of are waiting for, you know, the right opportunity or the right time? At this point, I feel like I'm really mostly just waiting. Um, I do like to be, I do notice, find myself liking to just talk to people, even if we're not meeting and going to, on dates. I like to just have somebody to talk to, and I think that's definitely something I need to work on, because yeah. I don't, that's still, you know, a form of validation that I need to find within myself, I think. Yeah, and absolutely. not people. However, I don't tend to find, like, if I don't, you know, if I have a free weekend and I don't go on a date, I'm not, that's, it is what it is. Yeah, it doesn't stress you out no. anymore. Um, so Sarah and I had a little conversation before the podcast where we were talking about, um, like she's not going to change herself at all to find Mr. Right or the next date or whatever. She's going to be her complete self, excuse me. So there's no, no, um, surprises later. Do you feel like that's helped you or has it kind of slowed down the the dating for you I think it's slowed down the number of people but I do find that like the quality of the people I do find that stick around once I do show my true self once I do show my true self are much better and much healthier people for me and people that I actually more want to be around rather than just somebody to talk to yeah you know yeah well that's good so do you see yourself so Part of this, the whole idea behind this podcast is making the choice to remain single and being okay with it. So um, what what kind of plans do you see for yourself? Do you see yourself eventually being married, settling down, having children? Do you see yourself like that? Or are you more of a, you know, if it happens, it happens. I'm going to go the career route. I mean, love is beautiful. I think I would like to one day be married, but however, I want it to happen naturally. I don't want to rush it. I want it to happen when it happens because I want to have one good love and not be jumping around to people or, you know, I want to find the one person that I'm actually meant to be with. And if that takes, you know, 40 years, it takes 40 years, but hopefully not 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't carry around all the pressure of it's got to happen today and, um, so, so tell me, what kind of things do you do since you are just now starting out on your own? You don't live at home anymore. Um, you've got your, you've, you've got your degree. You're working on your career. What kind of things do you do to help fill in the void? You know, there's not a huge void because you are still so young. So you don't have the, you know, the memories of being in a long-term relationship for years and years, but what kind of things do you do to help get rid of the loneliness? Or uh, what do you do for yourself to make yourself feel better about being alone? Yeah, I try to find like other meaningful connections that aren't necessarily relationships with friends and with other people. Um, And I try to, I mean, I'm still working on doing things on my own. I'm a very, I tend to be a very 
dependent person, but I want to be more independent and be more comfortable doing things on my own. Um, so I really have been trying to do those things. And I think finding other meaningful relationships with other people has also helped me a lot. Because um, I still have that connection with somebody. It's just not romantic. And if that's not, you know, at this point in my life, it's not needed. And I, you know, just want to take the time it takes. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. So um, do you spend any time, like, um, uh, meditating on fitness? What kind of things do you do to, to make yourself feel good, you know? Yeah, I mean, I like... I like baths a lot. I just recently That's cool. I, say, I just recently moved and got a bathtub, so uh, I'm pretty excited about that. That's awesome. Um, and just making sure I spend time for myself as well and not always spending time with other people because that's something I also tend to do is just always be around someone. Yeah. And I think it's important to also make sure I give myself that alone time, you know, in bed and whether it's the bath or wherever. Yeah. Just to have that moment. Um, I also do enjoy reading sometimes when I can. That's good. I I agree with you. I think alone time, when you can be comfortable with your own company, it makes you a better person even for your friends. You know, it doesn't even matter if it's a, you know, a partner, a couple. It's being a better version of you after spending some time alone. So I totally agree with that. And kind of going off that, I feel like um, working on your relationships with your friends can also help you be a better partner in the future, you know? Exactly, exactly. So um, so when you go out with your friends, are your friends coupled? Are they single? Um, it's usually a mix. One of my friends tends to date off and on, and the other usually is, remains pretty single. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, right now we're all three pretty much single and well, just living the single life. Well, that's good and fun. Mm -hmm. It's fun as well. Another um, thing that um, that I wanted to talk to you about: Have you noticed now that you're on your own and um, you know pretty much paying your way? That's life. You are an adult now, kid. No way around that. Mm -hmm. um, have you noticed any biases, like single biases? out there just in your day-to-day -day, have you noticed any kind of bias when it comes to being single yeah one of the ones I noticed is growing up my mom would buy meal delivery kits and when I moved out on my own I started looking for ones just for myself and found that there is none all of them the, the lowest they'll come in is for people of two and for somebody who doesn't really care for leftovers or eating the same, same meal over and over again it's not really like you know something that I could consider for myself that's Even if it would be really helpful, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. I never really thought about that. But, yeah, I mean, that would be, there's, there's biases everywhere. And when it comes to eating, that's another thing, too, is, you know, I've been single now for about 15 years. And there are restaurants that I would love to go to as well. And if you're not comfortable eating by yourself, that's a hard one. Mm -hmm. That is a hard one. So the meal delivery, that's a big deal. So yeah, the food thing, you know, and a lot of the packaging when you go buy groceries, and I'll give you an example. I made chicken last night. I bought a pack of chicken and I made it for myself. Now that there was six pieces in there. I eat one piece of chicken for this meal. If I don't eat 
chicken for the next five days, that chicken's going to go bad. So I, I honestly feel that there are biases everywhere that aren't even recognized, right? Definitely. I would say grocery, grocery store is definitely a good one because everything comes like, you know, you can't buy like, they need to make like half loaves of bread for single people. Because yeah. like I won't use a whole loaf of bread, you know, and just think little things like that yeah. that would make life so much easier. Yeah, well, welcome to my world. Um, and although I see that you've probably got a, a great dating future ahead of you, just know that we have to stick together as single people so that we can change some of these biases and make the world just a little bit better place. So, Sarah, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Your perspective is going to help a lot of people. And, um, you know, I always say just be fierce and do not lower your expectations. Mr. Wright is out there. He's out there. Yeah. And... And you shouldn't be in any kind of hurry. You've got a lot going mm -hmm. for you. So thank you very much for coming today, and we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. See what I mean? The, the sound is not great, and it's missing a few words. But big shout-out to you, Sarah. Thank you so much for being my very first interview. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, for all of you, my time is up for Episode 2, but I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Um, as always, it's been a pleasure. Please answer the question, uh, if you're on Spotify, answer the question that I've dropped down below for you. Um, that way I can interact a little bit, answer your questions, and talk about more biases on episode three. Just remember, you're enough. Uh, be fierce, my friends. See you next time. I can't count how many times this heart's been 